today's message, we see an extraordinary woman who on the surface did a good thing for Jesus, but upon further examination, it was truly a remarkable thing that she did. This woman with the alabaster box is an example of what true Christian service looks like unto any and all of us who desire to do something for the one who gave everything for us. I truly hope you glean and grow from this message titled, A Message on a Memorial. Matthew chapter 26, verse number 6. The Bible says, Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this, that this woman hath done, be told for a memorial of her. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you as humbly as we know how, just thanking you for your goodness towards a sinful people. And Lord, you are holy. And you are righteous. And we have no might or merit whereby we could approach uh, you at all within ourselves. But I'm so thankful, Lord, you provided a way for sinful man to approach a holy God. And that is through the shed blood of Christ. God, I just pray, Lord, that you help this church. Lord, I pray, God, you help me not to hinder this message, not to hurt your uh, people in any way. God, but I pray, Lord, that you help me simply to be a, a vessel, Lord, that you speak unto the hearts of these people this hour. God, I ask you, Lord, that you speak into the hearts of this people. And God, I ask you, Lord, that you show them where they're at. God, be it lost and undone without you and on their way to hell. God, be it saved and satisfied with being lukewarm. And God, I pray, Lord, for those that may be exactly where they need to be. God, that you just encourage them to keep up the fight. God, we need you. We need you this hour to help and to bless, shed light upon our understanding. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. may be seated. This scripture is nigh, uh, nigh unto the time where Jesus 
is getting ready to give his life a ransom uh, for my sins and for your sins. In fact, if you were to go back up and read the first part of uh, chapter 26, let me just read this for you. It said, And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, You know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. And so this is right nigh unto the time in which Judas is going to betray Jesus. He is going to uh, covenant with the chief priest for 30 pieces of silver. The uh, a ransoms, uh, a slave's ransom is what he's going to get for God incarnate. And here it is, this woman comes to anoint Jesus. Many of you are, I'm sure, familiar with this passage of Scripture and the other recounting of it in Mark chapter 14. We we'll hope to expound upon some things and to open our eyes today with what God has for us. There's one aspect that is not really mentioned in the message at all that is too important not to mention in this uh, when you read this passage of Scripture. And so I want to touch on it here for a few moments as way of introduction. That is verse number 11. Jesus is addressing His disciples who were wrought with indignation and speaking against this woman here for this work that she had done. And he had made this comment. He says in verse number 11, For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. And in that is a simple truth, church, and that is simply this, that there we all have a limited time to do something for Christ. We have a very limited window in which we have to do something for Christ. And so I hope you understand that, and I hope that that truth, you kind of meditate upon it uh, as we listen to this uh, message here this morning. So we see this woman, and in one thing that Jesus said about what she had done, in verse number 13 he says that wherever this gospel is preached, that uh, also that this woman hath done, be it told for a memorial unto her, that this telling was going to be told as a remembrance of what she had done for Christ. And so I want to just look at what this woman had done for Christ for a few moments, this is a message on a memorial, a message on a memorial. Number one, we see what she was given, this woman here in this passage of Scripture. We see, number one, what she was given. The first thing I want you to understand is she had access unto Christ. She had the ability to get to Christ. She had access unto Him. I want you to understand that this woman was not restricted in any way from getting unto Christ. Uh, Simon's house did not have security system. He did not have guards posted at the door. This woman had access unto Christ. And, and I say that simply to say this. Today we enjoy access unto Christ. Now listen, one of two ways. If you're a sinner lost and undone without God, with no hope, you have access unto the one who can give you hope. You have access today. The Bible tells us over and over and over. Revelation 21, 6, it says, And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life 
freely. Acts 10.43, it says, To him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. And of course, John 14 it says, and, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. There is no restrictions to this grace. There is no sin too small that it does not need to be cleansed. There is no sin too big that it cannot be cleansed. Amen. Listen, the gospel that we preach today is a whosoever gospel. And if you're lost and undone without Christ, you have access to the salvation that he offers today. So we see about this woman, she had access unto Christ. Now some of you, if you're like me, listen, you've enjoyed that free pardon, amen. If you've enjoyed that free pardon, say amen. Man, I'm glad. It's something I'm proud of. I can say amen. Something I am glad that I enjoy, and that is that free pardon of sin that Christ offers. Man, I enjoyed that some 19 years ago. And so I don't need access to be born again, but what happened was when I enjoyed that gift that he offered unto me, and I received that by trusting in Jesus Christ, he gave me a new kind of access. And that is, I don't just have access for salvation. If you're lost, that's the only access you have is, is to be born again. But man, I have access unto him in everything. The Bible tells us that we can boldly approach the throne of grace. Hebrews 4.14 says, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore, because of this, come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace and help in time of need. I'm glad that when... I go through trials, and I go through tribulations, sometimes of my own making. Amen. Right? We all have been there. I'm glad I can fall upon my face, and I can call upon a holy God, and I say, God, forgive me. And God, help me. And God, cleanse me. And God, love on me. And God, just help me through this time. And you know what? He does. Amen. I have access unto my God like that. My children... They're good kids, but they ain't perfect kids. Amen? Miss <laughs> Amber, she's like, amen, preachers, preach! <laughs> I have good kids, but they're not perfect kids, and uh, sometimes they can make daddy mad. Amen. <laughs> there she go again. <laughs> they can make daddy mad, but I can tell you what, they're my children, and uh, all they have to do is say, Daddy, I'm sorry. You know what Daddy's going to do? <laughs> Daddy's going to love on them. Why? Because Daddy loves them. And I'm glad I have a Father in Heaven that loves me. So I have access unto Christ. We see this woman, she had access unto Christ. It's not all she was given. She wasn't given just access unto Christ. Man, she was given... An alabaster box. 
that alabaster, that was a, a stone-type box that held what the Bible tells us both in this passage of Scripture and in Mark uh, chapter 14, it held a very precious ointment. A very precious ointment. Now, it was of some type of great value, and we don't know how she came across it. We don't know if she labored for it, if it was a gift from someone. We don't know if she inherited it. We didn't know if she had to save for it. Well, what we do know ultimately, though, is that this was something that was very good, and because it was very good, it was given from God. Why? Because the Bible tells us that all good gifts are given from Him. Amen? And James 1.17 tells us that. She had this alabaster box, and so it was, she had access unto Christ. She had something very precious that was given, and then she had something that a bunch of people in this passage of Scripture did not have, and that is she had spiritual awareness. She had a spiritual awareness that eluded those that were even close to Christ. It's really amazing when you think about it. The Bible tells us over and over, Jesus told his disciples, he said, man, I'm going to die. And three days later, I'm going to raise again. And they did not understand it. Time and time again, Jesus told them that. And Luke 9, 44 says, let these saints sink down in your ears, for the Son of Man shall be delivered into the hands of men. But they understood not the saying. It was hid from them that they perceived it not, and they feared to ask him of that saying. Mark 9, 31 says, For he taught his disciples, and he said unto them, The Son of Man is delivered into the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And after that he is killed, he shall rise the third day. But they understood not that saying. Luke 18, 31, Then he took unto him the twelve, and said unto him, Behold, we go up to, be, uh, to Jerusalem, and, to, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man shall be accomplished. For he shall be delivered unto the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and be spitefully entreated, and spit it on, and they shall scourge him, and put him to death. And the third day he shall rise again. And they understood none of these things, and this saying was hid from them, neither knew they the things uh, which were spoken. And so his disciples did not understand what was going to happen to, to Jesus, but she understood. She got it. The Bible tells us, I mean, Jesus said... In uh, verse number 12, For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. These that were close to Christ, they didn't get it. They did not get it. They didn't understand it, but this woman did. I got to studying on that. I got to thinking about that. You know, a lot of people think that the Christian faith, and they, they see things that are taught in Scripture and they see them to be chauvinistic, right? That, uh, you know, it places men in a higher plateau than it does women or something like that. But here we see that God had miraculously revealed unto this woman His plan in a very special way, and she came and anointed Him. Let me... Let me give you something, just, and I want to give you this because you'll not hear it on the news. You'll really not hear it in schools anymore or anything like that. And that is simply this. Men and women are different. Amen. They're different. I mean to tell you in, in, in vastly different ways. And let me tell you something. There are things that men can do better than women. 
And there are things that women can do better than men. Right? I don't understand why that's such a hard concept to, to get, but evidently our society doesn't get it. Men and women are different. They have different roles. They have different purposes. God designed it that way. Amen? Now, that does not mean that God valued men more than women or women more than men, but they have different roles, different things all together. So, like I said, you'll not hear that on whatever news channel because that is so politically incorrect to say today. But the fact of the matter is that God, uh, he, he did something very special for this woman and highlighted it, gave it to her for a memorial. She had spiritual awareness in this, uh, in this scripture here today. So that's what she was given. She was given an alabaster box. She was given uh, spiritual awareness. And she was given all of these things. She was given access unto Christ. Now, what did she do with that? What she, gave, what she was given, what did she give in return? Well, let's see what she gave here. Number one, she gave what she had. She gave what she had. Now, as mentioned earlier, I, 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 don't know, I don't know how she came across this alabaster box of this pr very precious ointment. And I, I, I really don't know what she had planned on this ointment to be. What was her plans for this ointment? I don't know. You don't know. It could have been for a special occasion. It could have been a fa for a, fa a family heirloom she was going to pass down to her kids. It could have been for her husband's burial or, or something, someone very precious for that. Uh, it could have been her uh, retirement plan. It could have been her rainy day fund. I have no idea what she, was, she had this ointment for. But what I do know is she had this ointment and she gave it. She simply gave what she had. Not only did she give what she had, listen, she gave the best that she had. The very best that she had. I mean, it said it was a very precious ointment. You know what this, you know what this woman did not give Jesus? Dime store ointment. She didn't go down to Walmart and pick up the uh, decorator, right? The, the decorator brand ointment. That's another story. She did, not, she did not go and get the cheapest thing and offer it unto Jesus. Man, she gave the very best that she had. She gave what she had. She gave the best that she had. She gave all that she had. She gave what she had. She gave the best she had. She gave all that she had. If you were to look, and I'm not going to ask you to turn, but Mark chapter 14 the recounting of the story gives us one more little detail in there that I'm going to read for you now. And that is uh, in verse number 3 of Mark chapter 14. It says this, it says, And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as uh, he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box and poured it on his head. She broke the box and poured it on his head. In other words, she did not loosen the lid and pour out a little and put that lid back on and save it for whatever she was planning on saving it for. She broke that box. She had no desire to keep any of it for herself.
She had no desire to hold on to any of it. She broke the box. Why? Because her intent was to give Christ all that she had. It's very important. It's very important to consider. So when you, when you see that she, she, she gave what she had, she gave the very best that she had, and, and she gave all of it. She gave every bit of it. She did not try to reserve any of it at all. And now, so looking back at what she was given and what she gave, I want to take a few moments and just see how this applies to us. You can probably, probably understand how this applies to us. But number one, this woman had access to Christ. Now, I told you just a moment ago, I explained this. If you're lost, you have access to Christ and the salvation. If you're saved, you have access to Christ. You have access to the King of kings and Lord of lords. You have access to the God of all creation. You have access to come unto Him, who's our very present help in time of need. We have access unto Christ today. And we see she had an alabaster box. That's what she had. That's what she had been given. Let me ask you this. What have you been given? What is it about you that God has given you? He may not have given me. Regardless of if he gave it. If he, I'll tell you one thing he's given you. If you've been saved, say amen. He gave you a testimony. Man, he gave you something to shout about. He gave you something to tell about. He gave, you, he gave you something to, to, to brag on him about. I mean, that's one thing that I know that he's given you, but he's also given you so many different things. God gives us all varying abilities. He gives us varying things in which we can serve him with. This woman had, had an alabaster box. That's what she had, and that's what she chose to serve Christ with. This woman was given spiritual awareness. Now, I don't say this. I don't say this in any type of... Braggadocious way. I say it simply by understanding what this world and the majority of churches are preaching and what you get in this church. And that is, if you are sitting under this preaching for any amount of time, you are getting more of the gospel than 98% of churches out there. That's what you're getting. If you don't believe me, go try it. And so God has given you spiritual awareness. He has given you the ability to gain that knowledge, the ability to learn these things. And so we see what this woman has been given is no different than what you've been given, just in a different context. She was given uh, access to Christ, alabaster boxes, spiritual awareness. But then what she did with that is something altogether different than what most of us are doing with what God has given us. She gave what she had. Uh, what she had. I mean, she gave the best she had. And she gave all that she had. Let me ask you this. Are you doing that? Now God's giving you things. Are you giving them back to God? Are you using them to bless Him with? Are you giving God your best for your kind of good stuff. And we all have done that. In, 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 all, in all manner. Let me give you some examples. I mean, you, you have company come over to your house, do you break out the best china or do you, they get the dishes because you don't want to break them or scratch them for somebody else? Right? 
I mean, if you're, if you're cooking for someone very special, are you taking the time to peel the taters and mash up the taters? Or are you like taking the box and dumping out the instant taters? What are you doing? You see, because we all understand there's a difference between giving and giving our best. Let me ask you this. Are you giving God your best? Are you giving him your best? Are you giving him your best? This woman did. And she didn't just give him a little of her best. Man, she gave it all. She gave it all. She broke the box, man. She, she, you, you, know what, you know what Jesus desires today? He desires Christians to fall on their knees and say, God, here I am. I may not be much, but everything I have, you have. Everything I am is yours. Use me in any way you see fit. That's what God desires. And I'm going to tell you what. God, <laughs> God can take the littlest thing and make something great out of it. God can take the most meaningless thing in, in, in our eyes and do great things with it. If you don't believe me, study the rod in Aaron's hand. If you don't believe me, look at the rock that watered an entire people. I mean, God can take the littlest things, and He can do the miraculous things with it. And so, I, it doesn't really matter what you think your abilities are. What really matters is your availability. If you will simply make yourself available unto God, I believe with all my heart God can do miraculous, miraculous things with each and every one of us. So we see by application what she was given and we see what she gave in return. Next, I want to look at uh, what she gained. What did she get? What did she get in return for, for all that she gave? Man, the sacrifice that she did. What did she? Well, I'll tell you one thing that she gained, and that was uh, murmurings from others. Probably didn't think I was going there, did you? That's, that's what she gained. She gained people talking about her, complaining about what she did, fussing at her. She gained that. And make no mistake, anybody that'll sell out for Christ in a sin-filled world, you'll get that too. You'll get that too. Sadly, that's what prevents most of us from giving all to God. So we're afraid of what people will say or what people will think or this, that, or the other. And so instead of just selling out to God and being used for His glory and doing miraculous things, we end up living lives of little meaning. You will be murmured against. You will be talked about. But, I mean, good night. Who cares? Who cares? You, you know what else she got? She got a mediator in Christ. You'll not find this woman said one word. This woman did not speak at all in this episode. She came in. 
She broke the box. She anointed Christ as he sat at meat. And they started fussing about, oh, man, you could have taken that. You could have given it to the poor. Oh, my goodness, I can't believe you did that. How selfish, how silly you did these things. That woman didn't have to open her mouth. Why? Because Jesus did it for her. Amen. I mean, think about that a minute. Jesus came to her defense. Jesus fought her battles for her. That is a wonderful thing when you think about that. Christ, they started fussing about it, and Christ said, listen, shut your mouth. This woman did a good thing. She did a good thing. She did it for me. Man, you can, you can serve the poor. You'll have them always with you. Anytime you want to do that, you go do that. Listen, you only have this limited opportunity with me. This woman did this. Not only did she, did she gain a, a mediator in Christ, she murmurings from others. Man, she gained a memorial. She said, Christ said, this thing that she did, wherever this gospel's preached, will be spoken of and what she did for me as a memorial unto her. In other words, it was, I mean, here it is 2,000 years later. This woman of no reputation, Jesus said, this woman did a good work upon me, and it'll be remembered. And here we are talking about it. Here we are studying on it. Here we are considering it. I wonder, I wonder how many of our actions that we spend a lifetime doing will be remembered 2,000 years from now. It's a humbling thought. It's a humbling thought. I believe that all of the things that we do and how we focus upon ourselves so often, or we focus upon things that have little value at all, much less eternal value. If we would take that focus, man, and, and just sell out to Christ like this woman was, like this woman was, the things that we do will have an impact 2,000 years from now. They will matter. 2,000 years from now. They will matter as the ages roll. We see what this woman, uh, what this woman gained, uh, gained a memorial, gained a mediation from Jesus, murmurings from others. And then uh, lastly here, I want to I speak just for a few moments about uh, what about her God? I mean, why did she do this? Why did she do it? I mean, we looked at what she gave, we look at what she gained from it, we look at what she, looked at what she said, well, but, but, but why? What was the catalyst? What was the, what was the motivating factor in any and all of this? Well, I, in this passage of Scripture, I think we can gain great insight about this Jesus simply by looking at the first verse in our text, and that is verse number 6. Verse number 6, it tells us something. It says, it says Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper. I think if we just meditate upon that a little bit, we'll kind of understand something about this God that made this woman desire to give all she had, the best she had, everything she had unto him. We see that Jesus 
Number one, he cares for the unclean. Amen. He cares for them. Them lepers, leprosy is a nasty disease, horrible disease. It was the disease that prevented uh, cohabitation. It was a disease that ate away at the people. It was a disease that was unable to be cured by any natural remedy. But thank God, Jesus cared enough to Simon the leper to come unto him. 1 Timothy 1.15 says this. It says, This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. And we think about what Miss Millie sang about a holy God. He is holy, church. He is holy. And with, with, with our natural selves, we have no right, no reason, no ability at all to even think about approaching Him. He is God. He is a glorious God. And He is a holy God. But thank God He cares for the unclean. Thank God He cares for the unclean. He doesn't just care for the unclean. Man, He'll come to the unclean. <laughs> Amen. We see Jesus time and time again coming to those who were in need, coming to those who had needs. And then uh, lastly, but most importantly, and that is He cleanses the unclean. Mark 1.40 tells us a story about a leopard, uh, a leopard, <laughs> a leper, a leper being cleansed. Mark 1.40, it says this, it says, There came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. As Jesus, and Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him, and saith unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. I mean, for all we know, this was Simon. That could have been Simon's story. You know why? Because there, there's, there, there, there's no leper that would ever come to Jesus that he would not cleanse. Leprosy starts out small. You know, and first there's lesions or some certain things, man, but then it progresses. It progresses to where your flesh is just essentially rotting off your bones. It doesn't matter how little or how great Jesus can and is willing to cleanse them all. Just can. And this woman knew that. This woman saw that. And man, it prompted her to give what she had, the best that she had, everything she had, unto Christ. That was her focus. That was her desire. Why? Because Christ is so good. Christ's goodness prompts a desire to act and to give. So I made the statement earlier. I said, how many of you have been born again? How many of you? How many of you? Because leprosy we know is a type of sin. It's, a, it's an illustration of sin. How many of you have... have been sinners and been cleansed by Jesus. Amen. 
Amen. That was me. I can tell you this. I don't stand here. I, I don't stand here and preach uh, for a paycheck. I don't stand here and preach because I'm trying to get in God's good graces or earn my salvation. Man, that is done and settled and paid for 19 years ago. I serve Christ because He is good. I serve Christ because He was so good to me and I understand how good He was to me. And so therefore, I just want to give something back to Him. His grace is sufficient. Not only to save us, but to prompt us to serve. And His grace is sufficient. I don't have to feel like I'm dangling over hell to do something for Christ. Thank God. Amen. I do something for Christ because I'm not dangling over hell. I do something for Christ because He is so good to me. Unworthy as I am, man, He cleansed me. I experienced that some 19 years ago. I don't know. I don't know if you have. As we were talking in Sunday school, man, it's one thing for the blood to have been shed. It's one thing to have atonement provided for, and it's another thing to accept that free gift. It's another thing to have that blood applied to your heart. I don't know where you're at, but I can tell you this. If you are lost today, you have access unto Christ. If you're lost today, you have access unto Christ. You have access unto the salvation that He provides. If you're saved today, you have access unto, un, unto Christ so that anything you do in His name, man, you have someone there. Just as He fought the battle for that woman, you have someone there, a friend that sticketh closer than a brother to go along with you so that your life can be a memorial, so that your life can matter and mean something. The ages roll.